Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. This is the show where conversations save lives. It's HopeNet Radio. Be part of the HopeNet Radio tweetback right now on Twitter. You can jump on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTV. Jeff and DW, your host tonight. So glad to be with you guys. How you doing, Dave? Good. It's good to be with you, Jeff, and, and our listeners again. I'm really excited about uh, interviewing our guest today that we're going to talk to because I think this is a very powerful opportunity for many young people in, in their school. So I hope they're going to pay attention to what's going on here tonight. Students, teens, young adults, and parents, we want to give you guys a place to talk about things that might be uncomfortable to talk about in everyday life. But we want you to know that all the things we talk about on the show are appropriate. This is a family-friendly show. So it's a show where we talk about difficult issues. We'll talk about depression, suicide. We'll talk about things that are maybe a little bit more lighthearted. Help to give you guys some perspective through your week. And we also podcast every single show. You can go to iTunes and download the HopeNet Radio podcast or visit our website anytime at HopeNet360.com. Also in studio with us is our new co-host. His name is Jason. And I'm just enjoying. Last week, we just had you on the show for the first time, Jason. It was a lot of fun. I got to say, I enjoyed our time last Last week, and I'm looking forward to this year. Yeah, I had a blast. I'm, I'm excited to be back, and I'm excited to uh, just kind of get into it with you guys this year. And I'm, I, like Dave, I'm excited to hear what uh, Jason, not only because he has a great name, but what he has to say um, about See You at the Pole and some other ministries he's involved with, just because it's something that I grew up doing as a student. Um, so I'm excited about you that. Know, Jason, you, ha- you have a little bit of an accent once in a while, and you say funny words. I, I do. I'm just saying. That's true. Uh, like this morning, he was a little late, and he says he's going to be a wee bit late. Wee, wee. Is that so? Yeah, that's what he said. Where, <laughs> where's this all come from? It's true. Uh, every now and then, you might hear a wee bit of an Irish accent. A come wee out. bit of one. Just a wee bit yeah. of one. Can you yeah, say indeed. Ireland? Ireland. Ireland. There you go. I'm going to try it. Ireland. Yes. Ireland. I can't even do that. Yeah, forget it. I can so. roll my R's and everything, but you, that I can't. You're a wee bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're on the cusp of the largest, one of the largest student-led prayer movements in our nation. See what the poll is coming up this Wednesday already. And joining us via telephone is Jason Cott. He is the regional coordinator for the National Network of Youth Ministries. And he's going to share about, see what the poll is going to share about National Network of Youth Ministries. Jason, welcome. Thanks for taking some time out and talking with us tonight. Hey guys, thanks. Uh, I appreciate you opening up a time slot for me to, to share a little bit about Seattle Poll and the National Network. Absolutely. Good to be with you. Absolutely. So, what's the purpose behind National Network? Well, Jeff, there are 1.2 million students in the North Central region of the United States, and that includes the states of Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. Hmm. And uh, according to Barner Research, 840,000 of those students have never stepped foot inside of a church. And so what we do with the National Network of Youth Ministries, we believe that we work better together uh, in community. So we help churches come together around the common purpose of introducing kids to Jesus. Really what we want to do is have churches 
partner together, uh, put denominational barriers aside, and say, let's agree on Jesus Christ and help students to understand who Jesus is and, and how he can transform their life. And so you work primarily with students, or do you work more with youth pastors, or is it kind of both? It's kind of both, really. I, I find myself a lot of times working with youth pastors, really challenging or inspiring them uh, to work with other churches in their community. But a lot of times I believe you can't really lead unless you're doing youth ministry stuff yourself. So I, I personally work with students every week. Uh, for my church, I volunteer, and we also have local initiatives here in Plymouth um, that we work on with other churches in uh, in the Plymouth area. Cool. And if youth pastors or youth workers are looking to get connected with other youth workers around the state, where would they go? I would direct them to nnymnorthcentral.net. Okay. And on that website, you can find other networks of people that are maybe near you, or if you want to join one, if you want to uh, see if there was any, if there is one in your city, go ahead and click on that uh, on, on our website, and you can find uh, ideas for how to come together and, and uh, projects like that. Jason, we are on the verge of the largest, one of the largest youth prayer movements. See you at the poll is coming up this Wednesday. Can you just share a little bit about see you at the poll and what this is all about? Yeah, you know what? I come from a, a, a Polish neighborhood in Chicago, and see you at the poll would mean a whole different thing down there, I think. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, see you at the poll, basically what we do is we're, we're rallying students together as best we can uh, to take on to do a student-led initiative of coming around their school's flagpole Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Now, sometimes some people meet you know, later or different times. We just kind of naturally say 7 a.m. because that's usually what works for best, mm-hmm. works best for most schools. On what date? Um, see, at the poll is on Wednesday, September 24th. Okay. And this year's theme is Never Stop Praying, especially from other, for others which is out of the scriptures from Ephesians 6.18. This is actually the 24th year coming out September 24th. So that's kind of, it's almost like a golden birthday in a way. Yeah, absolutely. It's been 24 years. It started back in 1990 in, in uh, Burleson, Texas. And it just caught fire. And honestly, it's because of you at the poll that people have been uniting in communities. And that's why we at the National Network have a relationship with the folks from Sioux at the Pole, because we found that if students are meeting together and they're praying together, sharing, uh, and and trying to figure out ways to reach their friends with the gospel, that when they came together in prayer, they started looking into what are some other things we can do, not just to pray here right now, but to continue to impact campus. So it's been phenomenal to see what God has done as, as a result of Sioux at the Pole. How many students nationally participate in CU at the Pole every year? That I would have to look into, but it's it's not just our con- our country, but it's a global movement. So. Sure. So let's let's say there's a young person listening to us, and they're saying, "Well, that sounds really cool. I want to do CU at the Pole thing." And they they live in uh, you know Podunk, United States, with little school, and they don't even know who to contact. How do they get involved in this thing? Well, the first thing I would advise them to do is to go to the website which is 
S-Y-A-T-P.com, or they can call 817-HIS-PLAN, and that has information and resources, or they can email S-Y-A-T-P at S-Y-A-T-P.com, and uh, you can also find them on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So what I would suggest for somebody to do is visit there. They have resources to, to help you. Mm-hmm. I would say you need to t- contact a, a youth pastor, or if there's no youth pastor in, in, at your church, uh, find one in your community, or just talk to one of your adult leaders and tell them that you would like to do ACU at the poll uh, event at, at school. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's a pretty basic thing. You go to you go to the flagpole in the morning, you pray, and we'll talk about what we're praying for. Jason, I'm kind of wondering the legality of it. I mean, for a lot of students, they go to public schools. We have millions and millions and millions of students around the country who go to public schools. And a lot of these schools are great places, but one of the things that we've come to realize is there's some a little bit of hostility between faith-based movements and the school systems, the public school systems. Is this really a legal thing for students to participate in? Absolutely, it's legal. Uh, in fact, they've even been backed by the ACLU, uh, as being a part of a student's freedom of speech. And so, you know, there's there's also equal access laws that say if, if you can meet together for, uh, you know, chess, you can meet together for prayer. Uh, you can meet together to read Scripture. It, 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 as long as it is student-initiated, they're totally free to do this. All right. We are going to take a break here on the show. We're going to come back with Jason here in a moment. Remember, you can always chat with a live coach. Visit HopeNet360.com. Click on the Talk to a Live Coach button. More with Jason Cott and the rest of the HopeNet crew here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. We're chatting with Jason Cott. He's the regional coordinator for the National Network of Youth Ministries. We're talking about the largest student-led prayer movement Really internationally, 61 countries are involved with CU at the Pole every year. And this is the 24th year of CU at the Pole happening this Wednesday, September 24th. And Jason, we are glad that you've joined us here on the show tonight. The biggest question that I have is how do parents, how do youth workers, how do even youth pastors get involved in the CU at the Pole process? And uh, what can they do and what maybe shouldn't they do? First, let me say what they can do. Please do support them any way you can through prayer through encouragement, maybe even giving them a few resources, uh, just walking alongside them as they plan this out. That is a great thing that parents and adults, youth pastors can do. One thing that I really encourage you not to do is take over for the kids, because this is student-initiated. Students are the ones to plan it out. They're the ones to promote it. They're the ones to pray around that flagpole. And so do whatever you can to support that, but don't show up at the poll yourself and pray or take it over because you don't know. Some They have, you know, there are sometimes parents will just kind of show up, and if they don't see anything happen, they kind of take over. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories, horror stories about that. And what that does is it discourages kids, yeah. and it, it takes the, the ownership of the of the poll out of their hands. And quite frankly, is 
is not legal because mm-hmm. it has to be student-initiated on a public school campus. For adults who, man, they really want to see this happen, but they don't see any students that are taking the initiative, how can parents and youth leaders and youth pastors, how can they encourage students to get involved and to be part of See at the Poll? Well, I would say just to go ahead and visit the syatp.com website and download some of the resources and equip the students with that. Maybe find one or two students who are willing to do it. And you know what? Maybe this year it's just going to be one or two students who, who actually gather at the flagpole, and that's okay. Uh, another thing I would, I would say is, you know, it's really about prayer. It's really about the heart of the student. So if you want to, to help them and give them those kind of resources and, and just walk through a few of the details with them, maybe help them, uh, you know, like one of the things that I do is after they're all done, uh, I'm standing kind of off to the side, and then uh, once they're done, I see them start to disperse. I give them donuts and just say, hey, that's cool what you guys did there, you know, and, and just, just really encourage them that way. Cool. Very cool. Jason, have you heard any good stories that have come out of see at the poll? I mean, why would students want to wake up super early in the morning, go and stand when it's cold out? I, I don't know, this week, something about the weather changed, so it feels like fall. I mean, you're walking outside in 40-degree weather. Why would students want to, A, wake up early, B, go out to their flagpole and stand outside for an hour, and C, why would they even want to pray? What's the point of that? Well, the, the whole idea is these these students are on fire for God. These students want to see God do something on their campus, and they're desperate enough to say, you know what, I want to get up early, and I want to go to this flagpole, and I want to be with my friends and be a light on my campus. And so when when students are able to do that and have that kind of dedication, it's amazing how God uses students. I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of campus clubs or, or Bible studies that have developed as a result of CU at the Pole. Right here in, in the town of Plymouth, there are a group of, of kids who started praying at the poll, and as a result, they actually asked if they could do a Bible study, and because I had a relationship with the principal and everything, they actually asked me to help coach them through the Bible study. And, get, and that now that Bible study has been going on for over six years in the local school. So wow. you can really see that you at the pole when when kids hearts are unified together and they're knit together and they're saying yeah we want to follow jesus it helps them to kind of break away from the whole idea that i know youth pastors can relate to this one that who they are at church and who they are at school can be very different well see you at the pole i think is one of those times where what can bridge the gap there of saying you know what no, I need to be a Christ follower here at the campus and look at all of these different friends who can, who, who are standing beside me. Or maybe if they don't have any friends that are standing beside, beside them, they can begin to start questioning, and say, hey, what can I do? And talk to an adult and be mentored in this whole process of how do I reach out to my friends? How do I make an impact on my campus? I think another important thing, too, is to, to mention that you know, these kids are also praying for their teachers. Yeah. They're praying for their principals and administrators. And I think that's huge because you see it so often kids are talking about, oh, I can't stand this, you know, this teacher or that teacher. Exactly. But what it does is it helps them to see their teachers as real people who need prayer too. 
You know what? I, I wish I had that when I was in high school. I really do. I went to a high school in Chicago with 4,500 students. Mm-hmm. And, and you really didn't connect well, and you, you didn't get an opportunity to all identify with those who said, you know what? I, I will pray, and I will seek God. And I would have loved the opportunity to get that, you know, to have a group get together so that you could see that. Because school was so scattered back then as far as, you know, you're doing activities, you're running here, you're running there. But, but it's like you're not running up and down the hall going, are you a Christian? Do you pray? I mean, you don't do that. So uh, I would encourage, if, if you're a believer, and, and, you know, I would encourage you get out to the poll, get to see who's out there with them, uh, and, and be somebody who will encourage others and identify with others who are, who are saying, I love God. I want to be a part of this. I want people on campus to know that I love God and that I pray. It could be very powerful. Jason, have you ever been part of See at the Poll when you were growing up? Yeah, actually, uh, when I was younger, um, actually, a lot of the time I went to see you at the fall. I remember actually my first time going was in was uh, when I was in middle school, um, and I actually was the only one there, uh, which was uh, kind of a, a defining moment for me because it was when I, in my life I was kind of wrestling with that fact of you know I call myself a Jesus follower and yet you know at youth group and at home I do one thing and at school I do another thing. But here was an opportunity for me to actually put the the words that I was talking about into action. And so I ended up being the only one. And it really helped me to think, you know, this is what I need to start doing. I need to start stepping up for my faith, you know, and and almost like Dave said, it's a great opportunity because it allows you a speaking moment with your friends. Because that day I had so many of my friends come up to me and ask you like, what were you doing out at the flagpole? You know, and it's a great open door to talk about why you were there and what you were praying for and why it's important to you, you know. So even if you're the only person out there that ends up at your flagpole, go and do it because it's worth it, you know, and it could potentially lead one of your friends or one of your peers to Jesus. And all of a sudden there's two of you or three of you or four of you and you'll start a movement or you'll start a Bible study just like Jason was saying there there in Plymouth. It's a great opportunity. So go out there and get involved. Jason, any final thoughts that you have about See at the Poll? Keep See at the Poll in the front of your prayer list. Pray for the students who are coming around that flagpole to pray, and and show if you're going to show up, pray for them. Pray that there would be a great movement and a wave uh, of the spirit across the campus as a result of what they're doing. Because see you at the poll, prayer should always lead us into movement towards God. And so pray for your school, and and really figure out what it is that God wants you to do in your community to really support kids. And see at the poll is a great way to to start that effort, but it should be the beginning of something. Yeah. You know, right now we have our HopeNet Radio Tweetback going on. I'd love to hear your See You at the Poll stories. If you grew up going to See You at the Poll and you want to jump on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTB. That's HNRTB, HopeNet Radio Tweetback. And all you got to do is jump on Twitter, join the conversation in 140 characters or so, and share your story about See You at the Poll and what it means for you. If you have questions about it, you can also post those questions there. And Jason and the rest of the crew here will be on Twitter and we'll answer any questions you have and point you to the answers if we. We don't have those answers. Also tonight, you can chat with a live coach, and I encourage you tonight, maybe this has been a difficult start to the school year for you, and you need someone to talk to about stuff that's going on right now. Maybe things are just overwhelming, and you need to talk. Right now, there's a live coach standing by at HopeNet360.com. We're going to take a break here on the show, and Jason, I want to say thank you so much for being a part of the conversation tonight and sharing about See You at the Pole, man. Thank you so much, and keep up the great work, man. Thanks for having me. Cool, man. All right, we're going to take a break here on the show. There's more to come here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. 
This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the show. The HopeNet Radio Tweetback is going on right now on Twitter. Jump on there. Use the hashtag HNRTV. It's going on now until 10 o'clock Central all right. Time. All right, all right, all right. All right. All right. I want to know. You see, I'm an older guy. Yeah. Yeah. Tweet back. Could you explain to me how I get to a hashtag? Yeah. And, and do the tweet back thing. I mean, no. I want to I be on with all of our friends, and I'm thinking a guy my age doesn't know tweet backs. I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I just don't know what a tweet back is. Yeah. So, what you do is you go on Twitter right now. And so, if you have an iPhone or whatever you're using, get on Twitter and you go on there and you type in iHeartDW, hashtag HNRTV. The hashtag is actually the pound sign for all you old school people. Ah. So, I, I see that. You don't type in the word hashtag. No, no, no. You, you use like the number sign and then HNRTV. Yeah. For all you old school, it was the number sign. Today's generation, I think, Jason, is going to be the hashtag. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, and he just did, 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 he did call you old. I know he did. I just heard that. And I'm thinking, really? Really? Yeah. But, see, you're going to get all the love now because everyone's going to type in iHeartDW. There you go. Hashtag I, HNRTV. Then I'll feel good, too, won't I? You will. Yeah. It, it'll make up for it. Right. So then right. even out. I'm, I'm ahead of there, man. I'm going to the hashtag thing. Yeah, you're you're old, but then you get all the love. That's right. That's right. That's right. iHeartDW. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I heart. I heart. Anyway, the, the tweet back is going on now until 10 o'clock Central Time. And we're going to hang out with you, talk about whatever you want to talk about tonight. We've been chatting about See You at the Poll. That's coming up this Wednesday. And, guys, as I was thinking, as we were talking about See You at the Poll, one thing I remember as a student, when I would go to the flagpole in the morning, I'd get up early. I'd, I'd have to get a ride to school because you couldn't take the bus and get there on time. I'd get to, if I rode the bus, I'd be there five minutes before the bell. So you get there early. You stand around the flagpole. It's usually 40 degrees out. And you're just kind of huddled around there, and you're, you know, you're praying. Everybody's walking past you. I mean, it's not like this is a, a, a behind-the-building thing. This is like you're right in front of the school in most places. And so all these students are walking past you. They're looking at you, and they're talking. They're you know, whispering or whatever. And some maybe be, maybe are calling you names. I don't know. But then you walk into school, and people are looking at you differently. Absolutely. And I think, I think a lot of times it works twofold because as soon as you start standing up for your faith, you know, then people you know, almost hold you accountable to that. You know, so as you start living out your faith and you start doing things that may not line up with your faith, they call you out on it. But along with that, they also open up conversations. And that's one thing I encountered, too, is is even though I may not have gone out of my way to talk about my faith or, or God with with people that I even know, a lot of times they came up to me. And one of the times that really threw me off is I was sitting in my math class during my junior year. Um, and we're sitting down. It was later on in the year. So it wasn't immediately after see you at the poll. And yeah. my math teacher pulled up an empty desk next to me. He's like, all right, I want you to explain to me why you live your life like you do and why you serve God. And I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> wow. And so our, our class period was an hour long. And literally we talked the entire hour, you know, with 30 other students in my, in my class. So it was, it was a great opportunity. And like I said, it's not like I was looking for the, for the opportunity. The opportunity just ended up on my lap. And so it does. It opens up conversations for you to talk and to share. And it's a great opportunity. You know, it's amazing how, how your life does that if, if, if you let God do it. For example, I, I didn't have to see you at the poll in my day. I don't know if we had polls, you know, but uh, we were busy putting our tongues on them when it was 10 below. So I'm, I'm, not, 100, I'm not 100% sure that we'd be in the same crowd today. But uh, w- one of the things that, that amazes me is, is what you just said there, Jason, because God is looking for opportunities. For, we should be looking for opportunities for God to use us. Now, when I was playing football in high school, I can remember one day the coaches were late. 
And that was very unusual. So we're all standing around waiting for the coaches. And, and all of a sudden, one of the, the guys I played with, I was a, a defensive tackle, and one of the guys came up and said, hey, Wage, how come? How come you don't party like we do? How come you don't come to our parties and do what we do? And, and you know, their parties were, were really wild and crazy, and, and there was a lot of stuff going on that nobody should be a part of. And I just didn't do it. You know, I, I didn't want to be a part of it. And, and it was really cool because there I was standing with the whole first-string defense, and, and, and they were all waiting for the answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so it wasn't necessarily a see you at the pole moment, but it was very similar. We, what, what we do by our lives is open opportunities for people to ask questions and open a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, you two guys are married, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, do you ever have conversations with your wives? Oh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Can you have a relationship without a conversation? That would be weird yeah. to me. Both my wife and I talk rather profusely, yeah. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> profusely? Profusely. What does profuse talk sound like? Yeah. <laughs> what what, what does that sure. look like? That's okay. Uh, we use words. You, you do talk profusely. <laughs> that's uh, good. Yeah. That's, that's great. I'm going to use that in the future. We have yeah. words together. You know, Linda, my, my wife might say that, it, you know, Dave's gift is saying in 500 words what you could have said in three. So, so we, we actually talk as well uh, quite a bit. But what's amazing to me is that we talk about having a relationship with God and really having good friends, and, but we don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, we tweet them. And, and, and by the way, you can do that hashtag tweet thing right now. Yeah. But we tweet them and we, we Facebook them, but we don't talk to them. We got to look for opportunities to open up conversations. Yeah. You know, we really do with each other. And I think see at the poll is one and other things you can do at school. Just not going to a party sometime or not participating in something that everybody else is because you think it's harmful. That opens up um, opportunities for you. And I want to encourage our listening audience, go ahead and let those opportunities fall wherever they fall. Yeah, and the other part about see you at the poll is sometimes it's hard for us as Christians, and I think it's like this for a lot of teenagers, but it's really hard to find good friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hard to find people around you. It's just hard to find good people that you, you can trust. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I enjoyed was I all of a sudden saw seven, eight, ten people around this flagpole, and I'm like, I can relate to you mm-hmm. now. I have something to actually connect with you about. And it's always different when you find someone who's a Christian versus someone who likes to play soccer or someone that, you know, likes the same, you know, RC cars, you or video games, whatever it is. You know, I don't even know if people play with RC cars anymore, but I had no idea what you just said, but that's cool. (laughs) What? You've never used a remote control car? Oh, that's what they are. Yeah, RC, yeah, RC cars. Yeah. yeah, I just didn't call them RCs. Oh, what did you call them? Four wheelers? Remote control cars. Remote. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Still love you. Yeah, there you go. So uh, We anyway. just had a conversation about that. So yeah. We did. Yeah. And if you had an RC car, we'd be friends for life. That's right. I yeah. like those things, by the way. I want a helicopter. I want one of those. I like the. Oh, uh, there are some that re- actually run on like fuel sources, and really? they go like. 100 miles an hour. Yeah. It's nuts. I, yeah. One day I want I want one of those little um, uh, helicopters or unmanned vehicles or something. I want to I want to get up there with it and, and not me personally, but I want to control it and like scare people and do things. That would be kind, kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be yeah. dangerous for you. Yeah, it would be. But I'm I would not... love to have one because I've never you know it's like what a toy. What I know. Toy. Well, they have cameras on them out too. Yeah, you just fly around filming people. Yeah, hey, you can stick a GoPro on there. There you go. Yeah, yeah. very very cool. Yeah, you know, as you were talking, I, I was thinking there's so many times where where people really feel really out of it, like their situation in life is so unique and so different that they don't talk to anyone about it. But when they do talk, they realize that all of our human problems, whatever they are, are similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really are. And then you start identifying and coming up with solutions because you're talking. When I was a kid, I, I mean, I got cut from a no-cut baseball team, which is another story. And I was a kid in a wheelchair for a while. And I can remember thinking I was very defective. And I've talked about that before, but I just thought I was. My dad's uh, been dead over 20 years now. 
I really wish now when I was younger, I would have said, Dad, I feel defective. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have said that because I know that he would have opened up a discussion and helped me understand it. But I didn't. Instead, I just clammed up because I thought, yeah, it's something you don't talk about. I mean, we're Swedish. We don't talk about that. So, you, you know, we don't do it. Let's see. I've talked about the Poles. I've talked about the Swedes. Can I talk about anyone else in this program? <laughs> um, you know, the, oh, oh, we did talk about the Irish. That's so we're, we're, it's an ethnic program tonight. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, but I'm thinking, you know, I wish when I was younger, uh, everything turned out great, by the way, in the long run, because I had other leaders I went to and talked to and things. But I really wish I would have opened the conversation with my, the people that cared about me the most. And I didn't. I didn't give them the opportunity to talk to me about it. If you're listening tonight and you've got something on your heart, you're just wondering, am I strange? Is this weird? Is this normal? You know what I want to encourage you to do is find somebody that actually loves you. Maybe they're older than you, maybe a good friend, and start talking to them about it. I mean, honestly, talk to them about it. And you'll be surprised how they relate to you. You know, when I have a kid come to me and talk about it, I feel like I'm worthless, whatever. I look and I go, yeah, I know. And they're, oh, no, you don't. You're the president of a thing. No, you don't understand. I do understand what you're saying. And, and boy, all of a sudden you can relate immediately. So I, and conversations save lives. Let's get into them. I, I don't know why this thought came into my head, but there are some times where I'm just thinking about how good God is and how righteous he is. And then I wonder, how could he actually love me hmm. like me? Yeah, you know, that's the cool part. And, and maybe our next segment, Jeff, at the beginning, let's talk about that. Because that is really a a cool conversation to have, and and I think we need to go somewhere with it. All right. Right now, you can chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com. Join the HopeNet Radio tweet back right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. We'll be back with the second half of HopeNet Radio here coming up. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's Hope Net Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of Hope Net Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome to the second half of Hope Net Radio. Jeff and DW, your hosts tonight. We're glad that you've joined us here. We're now in year two, Dave, and I can't believe how fast the first year went on this show. And we're ramping it up to make it a great second year. I don't know about you, but I, I just get that feeling. You know, I'm really excited to be able to come every week and talk to young people and, and, and encourage them to do something that's good for them. I mean, it's not like we're asking them to go bungee jump or anything, which is probably good, too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but we actually know that the stuff that we talk about will actually help them. And so... You know, as somebody who's a little bit older and now just finished a 47th year working at a camp and and 32 of them actually directing it, I'm really excited about what uh, experiences we can share with the, the people if they'll listen because there's a pattern out there. And, and one of our things we talk about often is conversations save lives, and they do. There's too many people today, older and younger, that are living these quiet, silent lives and not talking to anybody about what they're thinking, and if they would— they would find out that everybody has the same issues and, and that we can get together and talk about them. And there's some people that, that have gone before you that have gone through that season of life and they'd love to help you through it. Uh, our own uh, station here, we, we keep asking you if you are feeling alone, you need to talk to somebody. We have live coaches. They're available to you 24-7, hopenet360.com. Dial it up. Go talk to them. Conversations will begin to heal the things in life that are not going well or that you don't understand. You just need to have a conversation with somebody. And hopefully they'll uh, listen to that. And, and I'm excited for our second year to keep pushing that message. Yeah, and there's a lot of awesome things coming up 
not only is CU at the poll coming up this Wednesday, but also uh, Fields of Faith will be coming up on October 8th. And this is a, a great outreach that happens also nationally with students from across the country that meet on a football field or an athletic field or sometimes in a basketball court if it's rainy out. And they just have a time where they share stories and talk about things they want to see happen on their campus and just inspire young people to do that. Not just that, but also the end of October. We're having a weekend of hope up at Silver Birch Ranch. And we would encourage you guys, check that out. There's more information at HopeNet360.com right now. Uh, But we're going to have a weekend where you guys can come up to Silver Birch Ranch, meet us. We'd love for you to come up and and introduce yourself and get to know us. And there will be other people from around the state up there with us. And this is just a weekend for a retreat. to get away and to have some conversations, talk about things that matter, and again, just meet you. Have yeah, a weekend. We, we would love for you to come if, if you're in the driving area. It, you know, you can come on just Saturday if you can only come here Saturday. And if you're uh, from a little further away or you want to uh, take in the whole thing, it's Friday night uh, to Sunday afternoon and, and come up here. What a great time we would have just meeting some of those that are listening, sitting, having coffee, lunch, breakfast with you, and getting to know you a little bit so that as we do the program, um, we have you in mind, and, and we're thinking about the things that we can share with you. And some of that will come from just sitting around having you share with us. So we're excited to meet you and have you put a face with the sound uh, that you hear. Uh, you already have a name with the sounds, but we'd love you to put a face with the sound. And I might wear a mask just for the fun of it for a little bit. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a really low-cost thing, too. It is. $100 a person. $100 for the whole weekend. For the whole weekend. And that's all your meals included, your lodging and everything. Yep. It's at Silver Birch Ranch, October 31st through November 2nd. There are details at HopeNet360.com and at SilverBirchRanch.org. So you can check those links out on our website. Not going to spend a whole lot of time on that. This show, we will talk about more of that as the shows come up in the next couple of weeks. But uh, I'm excited for it. And, Dave, one of the questions that we had raised going into our break here before the uh, in the last hour is just talking about this thought that some of us have of when we look at our lives, we look back and we kind of think about some of the good things we've done in our lives and we think about some of the things that we've really messed up in our lives. And I don't know about you, but there are times where I feel like I'm really undeserving of God's love, to be honest. You know, I, I just sometimes you have those thoughts. It doesn't matter if you're a leader. It doesn't matter if you're a pastor. It doesn't matter if, you know, you're someone who just accepted Christ recently. You still have those thoughts thinking, God, how can you love me? You know, I'm just, I'm so wicked. I I do so many things wrong. I make so many mistakes. I say the wrong things all the time. Now, you know, we we seem to keep trying to make people think something of us by hiding what we really are. In other words, we we just want to show them some positive things and we never want to deal with the negative things. But everybody has them. Everybody has things that they feel inadequate about or or like everybody else has this together but me about. You know, I told you, I got cut from a no-cut baseball team. I was in a wheelchair. I mean, I was I gained a lot of weight. I, I thought everybody else in the world had a better shot at really a good life than me. And and when you look at it, you think, wait a minute. Do you know that I had people looking at me the whole time thinking, I wish I had a good shot at life like he does because he's got good parents. You've got, you know, it's like, no, here I am thinking something else. Yeah. And what happens is when you open a conversation with somebody, you begin to identify with that person. You begin to understand something that you never understood before, that you are not alone, mm-hmm. that, that the feelings and, and things you have in your life aren't um, different than other people. In fact, let me ask Jason this. Jason, um, we know about God from reading the Bible. Um, do you ever have a private moment? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So God isn't around all the time? Well, he's always around. Well, I suppose not a private moment because God hears everything I do. Trick question. All that right. That was a trick question. Yeah. The, 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 the truth of the matter is you may have a private moment in, in this earth, 
In other words, you go in a closet, shut the door, you know, turn off all the lights, and you go, I'm alone. You know, I mean, you could do that. <laughs> yeah. But God's still there. I'm still scared of the dark, Dave. Yeah, well, you can leave the light on in the closet. That, that'd be okay. Okay, good. Uh, but you'd still say I'm alone. The, the only problem with that is you're right and wrong. I mean, you're right. You are alone. But the truth of the matter is God's there. And here's what's interesting. If you think about this, God is everywhere, and he sees you. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you've done. Now, immediately, some of you are going, uh-oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, now, if you said, uh-oh, I want to go, I want to back the bus up, because then I think maybe you don't understand God, because God is not someone with his arms folded waiting in heaven to strike you with lightning. That's not what he's about. He has no desire to beat you up. None. What does he want? He wants to love you, and you need to let him. And, and here's what I find really cool. Even though he's seen me in every moment and he's seen all my thoughts, he's understood my thoughts, he still loves me. That's remarkable right there. Mm-hmm. I can talk to God. And, and I tell the young people that we work with, you know, God is older than you and smarter than you and loves you. You can trust him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I want our, our listeners to hear. The dialogue that you need to have or the discussion you need to have may just start with you in that closet door shut, light on, just talking to God. Just talk to him and realize you're talking to somebody who wants you to be successful, not somebody who wants to punish you. Yeah. Too many people think the other way. They, they think God wants to punish them. So maybe I'll just not talk about this. Oh, yeah, like he doesn't know you did it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. he knows, and he still loves you. Jason, you're, you're a new dad in a way. Yep, I mean, you're a young dad like, sure. like I am. Have you ever found yourself, as you were growing up, saying things I'm never going to do that like my parents did that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you gotten to the point yet as being a parent where you're starting to do some things or say some things that maybe your parents said? Occasionally. I'm not quite there yet just because my son hasn't, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be devious, but he he hasn't quite reared his head yet just because he's only starting to run around. But now that he is starting to run (laughs) around, you you start to see more of that. And it's like, man, I thought I was a very patient person. And then all of a sudden he, you know, I'm like, wow, I guess I'm not that patient. You know, and I absolutely do see... You know, the things that you thought you'd never do, all of a sudden you're, you're even contemplating doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah and it definitely happens. It's For me, it's not severe, but it's just like, you know, there, there are times where I want something to happen in my time of day. We've talked about this before, how sometimes as parents, it's like there is part of it is this just selfish. I need this to happen now, and it has to happen this way. And so we maybe say things or we do things to move our kids in a certain direction that – just may not be right. You know, it might just not be the best way to parent. And so those are things that I wrestle with now today is, you know, how do I parent effectively and yet still allow for time for my son, you know, to catch up and to to make sure he's doing it right rather than just, you know, putting him into where he needs to be. That's the hard thing for me. Once again, I want to encourage you as young young dads, what, what, what you really need to do is open a conversation with your children when they're too young. The conversation doesn't work, but maybe you can have it with your wife. Because I remember looking at my daughters and telling them, you know what? I'm not even sure I'm doing this right. There's a conversation right there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, I want you to turn out like to be the, the best you can be. I'm Dave. I'm not God. Here's what I think we need to do. And I'll tell him, I'm, I'm not even sure this is a great idea, but I don't have another one. And, yeah. and I got to do something because I love you. So let's figure this out. And you know what? I, I've always found them to be okay with that. You know, it's like, what did I have with them? I had a conversation. I was real. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what kids respond to negatively is when moms or dads, I think, often would say, look, I know. I know how to deal with this. And maybe they don't. Maybe they need to say, I don't know how to deal with this. 
and just be honest with them, but say, I care about the end result. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this, and then we can have a dialogue about whether you think this is good or not, but I'm going to you know, outrule you in the end. I mean, that kind of thing. And I think that was very good for me to do with my daughters, and I would encourage you guys as your kids grow up to do the same. If you're not sure, tell them. I'm not sure, but I'm still making a decision, and that's a conversation, mm-hmm. and that'll be very helpful. And they'll learn to have a conversation then with people who actually are – in authority, but maybe they disagree with. So Yeah, and one of the things that I've tried to do, I know we have to take a break here quick. One of the things that I've tried to do as a dad, and when you talk about having to discipline your children, and, and I really do not like discipline as far as discipline goes. I, I really don't like you know putting my child in a timeout or hearing him scream because he's not getting his way and right. throwing a tantrum and all this stuff. But one thing I've really tried to do is have that dialogue. He's two years old, but I'm talking to him like he's a teenager. I'm saying, Liam, I don't, I don't like putting you in a timeout. I don't like to have to punish you, but this is what we can't do. We can't have this in our home. We can't have you hitting your brother. We can't have you, you know, lashing out and screaming at your mom and dad. This isn't acceptable. Right. And I don't know if he gets that, but I think he does. Part of it is. So we do have to have those conversations, whether they're two years old or 20 years old or 50 years old. It's important to have those conversations. We're going to take a break here on the show. We'll be back with plenty more here on Hope Net Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Remember, the HopeNet Radio tweetback is on right now on Twitter. Tweetback. Just jump on Twitter. Use the hashtag HNRTV. Tweetback. Tweetback. That's right. And all it is, you just come and share your thoughts. We've been talking about See You at the Poll. We're talking about... How can God actually love me? I don't know if you've ever thought about that, or maybe I'm just a weirdo like that, where I've just had those questions. But... I'd love to have a discussion either, but I'm tweeting. Yeah. Tweet. I heart DW. Yeah. Use the hashtag HNRTB. No tweet on. Tweet on. We've tweet. established that in the show. <laughs> Is tweet on one word or two? I don't know. Maybe try putting in a word and spell checking it. I in, don't know. in the tweet world, are you charged for a space? Is I... that a letter? Uh, it's a character, I it think. It is a character, yeah. yeah. Oh. So you can only have 140 characters, including spaces? Yes. Yes. So you need real long words. Indubitably. So yeah, indubitably. That's yeah. what hashtags are for. Hashtag, I don't want to go to school today. I mean, that's just, you do that. Oh, right? hashtag indubitably. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Indubitably. <laughs> Sorry. And, and you're listening to us on the radio? No kidding. No kidding. Hey, <laughs> connect. Get connected with us, HNRTB on Twitter. Use that hashtag. Be a part of our conversation. Also, after the show tonight, if you want to go and download this show, I don't know why, but actually we've had some really good conversations. You can share with your friends. Visit HopeNet360.com. We post every single show there. And you can find more information on See You at the Poll on Jason Cott and what he is doing with NNYM. Also, some contact information for him as well. He left that so you can get in touch with someone who knows something about See You at the Poll. If you're in an area where they don't know what's going on with See You at the Poll and you want to connect with somebody in your area. So check it out all right now at HopeNet360.com and on Twitter, HopeNet Radio Tweetback. We're glad that you've joined us here on the show tonight. And uh, also on HopeNet360.com, we shared a video uh, about a guy who has severe cerebral palsy, um, who has lived his life with that. And at a young age, I'm not going to spoil the video for you. You're going to want to check out this video. It's, it's very inspiring. But this guy has found his creative niche, I think. I mean, I'm just watching this video. And he's created some incredible, what they look like are hand-drawn paintings, you know, with such detail. He's using a typewriter. It's wow. incredible. Sometimes we see people who have disabilities as they're just not there. They're just kind of like... 
You know, some some of us, unfortunately, today with abortion statistics, a lot of times when you get some kind of a diagnosis of some kind of a genetic disorder, a lot of children today are aborted because they have some kind of defect. Hmm. And we look at disability still with some kind of a stigma as if this is a mistake. This is not who God created. And God has, and, and this video is evidence of that, where it just shows that this man is able to create art and, and inspire people despite his disability. I'm someone who doesn't have a severe disability, something that really hinders what I do on a day-to-day basis. I don't need someone to care for me, but I still also feel like there are times where I wonder if God loves me. I, we all have those same thoughts. How does God love me? That's why conversations are so important. We need to talk to people about when we are feeling like something is wrong. We need to open up and talk to somebody who loves us and say, I think something's wrong and, and talk it through because there's a different perspective there. And what's really interesting, Jeff, as you were talking, I'm thinking in life, I've really met a couple types of people. If you want to just go in a real broad category, one type looks at the world and says, this is why I can't do things. I can't do it because I'm, uh, I have cerebral palsy. I can't do it because I'm too short. I can't be a basketball player. I can't do it because, I, okay, I'm that, too skinny. That, that's fine. Too skinny. Yeah, you know, I'm too Swedish, you know, whatever it might be. The other group looks at it and says, I can do it and I'm going to look for ways to do it. Mm. And, and that's a different group. And, and what's interesting is that if you would open up a conversation with people about how you really feel about life and what you're really thinking about, and you go to somebody who's a little more seasoned, in other words, they've gone through the seasons of life that you've already gone through, you might be able to get somebody to actually help you understand what you can do instead of keep focusing on what you can't do. And and this man, this video, I hope our guests go look at it because it's very inspiring. And he did something because he thought, this is what I can do. Yeah, You know, I, I, I can't stand in front of a million people and sing a song. I can't do this. But I could do this with a typewriter. And he did. And, and, you know, I'm proud of him. I mean, good for you. You looked at what you could do. All the way through the Bible, by the way, that's all God ever asked. Mm. He never asks us to give him something we don't have. Mm. He never asks us to give him something we aren't. I mean, it, 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 he went and he did the thing with the talent. We gave one ten, gave one, you know, last, the other one. It, what, what, did, what did it end up? Just use what I gave you. The widow's might, you know, was the widow's might, the little bit of money that she gave, was that really going to build anything or do anything? Just give what you get, what I gave you. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to understand that. And that's why those conversations are really important. If, if tonight, if today you're feeling like, you know what, I'm really different. I'm, I can't really enjoy life. I'm looking at all the things that the reasons why I can't enjoy life. I want you to, first of all, open up a discussion with God. Talk to him about it. Just be frank and talk to him about it. Yeah. You're not going to surprise him and he still loves you. And, and secondly, find a, another person that loves God and loves you that you can tell these things to. And, and really, if it's tonight and you really want to talk to somebody, go to hopenet360.com and talk to a live coach there and, and see if that doesn't begin to move you in the right direction. Jason, you spent some time over in Ireland. I did. I can't say it like yeah. you do, but... In Ireland. Ireland. Did you, did you ever feel like, I can't do this? There were, there were definitely times, you know, because even though I was in Northern Ireland and even though it's it's a very much similar to our culture, you know, you do face some cultural differences, you know, especially being American, you don't realize how, you know, busy we are as Americans. And so stepping into that culture, they really do value relationships more. And so it doesn't matter what the task is for the day or what you're working at, you know, sometimes they take the time more so for the relationships. And so that was an adjustment because, you know, with the American mindset, it's like, all right, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to get on the next scene. We're just naturally very busy. And, and one of the things that I face is that's not the case over there is that they take time 
to have those relationships and have those conversations, mm. you know, and it's, it's, it, it, then it was even challenging them in that mindset because they talk all day, you know, whether it's about the weather, whether it's about what's going on in the town, you know, cause it was a small town, but then it's challenging them to take those conversations deeper, you know, and I think that's something that we face too. It's easy to sometimes to have conversations, whether it's about fantasy football, you know, what, what's happening on in, on Facebook, what's, you know, trending at the moment, you know, but you know, sometimes it's taking it that step further and saying, all right, what's actually going on with you? What are you feeling? And and, and that takes a step of vulnerability to do, um, which as a young person, that could, that could be very intimidating. Yeah. You know, and I don't, you know, so some of you even out there tonight might be saying, you know what, I would love to talk to somebody about this, but I just, I don't have the guts to do it. Why are they intimidated? I mean, we just talked about like God who knows everything yep. about them, sees them at all times and actually wants to talk to them. And, mm-hmm. and actually loves them. So what do you think brings intimidation to people, why they want to just be quiet? I mean, what, what is it that we have to overcome? Pride. Okay. I mean, is, yeah. do we think that, you know, as a young person, I'm, I'm thinking, do I think that people don't notice this in my life? And so I can hide it. And, and as long as I hide it, it's not there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that true? Not really. I mean, no. you can see through the facade if you're looking for yeah. it. But I think it's it's our our reluctance to acknowledge our pride yeah. that we, and, yeah. we seriously have issues with our pride and that that's a barrier to talking about anything that has to do with, you know, we talk about being vulnerable. I mean, yeah. try being vulnerable when you're a prideful person. It, those two do not, it's like oil and water, honestly. Yeah. When I hear about uh, like little babies, what, what we understand is when something's not in front of them, they think it's gone completely. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a well, development thing. Adults are like that too. Hmm. If, if, if nobody hears me say this, it's not there. No, it is there still. And, and it's really wise to talk about it. And that's why you know, pretending that everything's okay is, you know, that's a lie. It's not okay. And that's how Satan gets into our lives because he's the father of lies. So number one thing, let's get truthful and, and talk to God first. I mean, go ahead. And then find an adult who, when you talk to him, doesn't fall out of their chair, you know, and, and, and understands that there are issues that we all have to deal with. The conversations do save lives, and they begin to draw us closer to each other because we're relational, closer to God. And, and if you're having trouble uh, finding someone to talk to, go to, you know, hopenet360.com, talk to the live coaches. But we have to be able to establish the fact that relationships are dependent upon conversations. That's really the essence of see you at the pole as well. It's lining up and being the same person. It's overcoming your pride maybe to stand at the flagpole and, and overcome maybe your thinking that someone's going to not like you. You're going to be disassociated from your group of friends because you went and you did something that looked like it was religious or you went and prayed and that's, that's stupid. You know, why would you do that? And so that's uh, that's really what it what it takes to be at see you at the poll this year. So I just encourage you to go and check out hopenet360.com or get in touch with Jason Cott and be a part of that. You know, this is one of those times where you, you kind of ask that question, you know, God, am I really worth you using? And I think see you at the poll is just a great way to start out and see how God is going to use you this year. And remember, there's a tweet back going on right now, the HopeNet Radio tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Again, chat with a live coach at HopeNet360.com. Tweet back. It's all there. It's awesome. Tweet, tweet, tweet. You guys are awesome. Anyway, we're going to take a break here on the show, and we'll finish up things when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to Hope Net Radio, the show where conversations save lives. Jeff and DW, your hosts tonight. We're wrapping up the show. Jason is also with us. Jason's our new, he's a, he's a new co-host with us this year. And I'm Jason, I've just been excited to have you on the show. 
You're a new dad. What else do you do here at Silver Birch Ranch? Uh, what else? I do a lot of everything. Uh, right now, I'm actually working on resetting the stage design of our stage because uh, we're in a temporary location. We just uh, built a gym because we're redoing our chapel. And so we met in there this past summer for the first time. It was great. So we had a decked out Roman style. We had a coliseum and that sort of stuff. But once you finish a theme, you kind of want to get rid of it and kind of put something up neutral. So I've been doing that. So that's one of the things I do. I also travel a little bit, meet with youth pastors, actually plan for next summer. I got a lot of ideas cranking for next summer. So a bit of everything. It's fun. That's a awesome. wee bit of everything. A wee bit of everything. <laughs> wee, I got to ask awesome. you a question about this wee thing, though. Yes. If you say a wee little, isn't that saying little, little? Yeah, but they don't say a wee, wee little bit. They don't? They just say a wee bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah so they, they rarely use the word little. So that would be an American messing up of the um, of the of the Irish whatever they do. Indeed. So I would never say you have a wee little sore on your hand. Typically not. No, because I'd be saying little, little. Be, yeah, you'd be redundant and repetitive. Okay. I would hate to be redundant and repetitive. Yeah, say redundant, repetitive lad. Or pundit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wee bit crazy. It's a wee little crazy there. Indeed. Hey, I have one other question about Ireland. Yes. I, or, how do you say Ireland? Ireland. 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 Can I let it roll off the front I, of your tongue? Ireland. <laughs> I, do, they, do they have peeps there? I don't think they do have peeps. Oh, there's there's a place in the world that's still safe. No peeps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we get there every program, but I was just wondering. I have no idea. I have no idea. We get there. And if you like peeps and you're offended, you might as well join the Hope Net Radio tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. Tell us. Tell DW. Say, DW, I love peeps. Please don't. It will make me do. nauseated. <laughs> We're hanging out there, and we're also going to be on for the next hour, hanging out with you guys, answering your questions about see you at the poll, about why God loves you and why he's actually, how he actually has a plan for you, despite maybe your weaknesses or your disability. God hasn't created you by mistake. He's created you with a purpose, and we want to help you find that this year. Second year of HopeNet Radio. It's exciting. And as always, you can go grab the podcast later. We'll talk about that later. But, uh, guys, final thoughts as we're wrapping up the show tonight. We talked about a lot of different things. We talked about see you at the poll and how to live your faith out. Be the same person whether you go home or you're at church or you're at school. And uh, and that's what See You at the Pole really is all about. We shared stories on that. So I'd like to know some of your final thoughts as we're wrapping up the show tonight, Jason. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the things that kind of I've been thinking about as we've been talking through this and even the See You at the Pole opportunity, you know, th- there's nothing greater than a, a, a plain and simple gift raft opportunity to display your faith. You know, and that's the cool thing about See You at the Pole is like it's organized, it's ready to go, and you just got to take that step of faith and go out there and, and live your life. And, um, you know, that's when the rubber started really meeting the road with me is when I started saying, you know what, I'm actually going to go and take these steps. Um, and it's really knowing, you know, who God is, you know, because you know that God is out there and he loves you. You know, he knows, he, even though he knows all my deepest, darkest secrets, he still loves me. And so in light of that, I'm still going to step out and, and take steps of faith so I can point other people towards him. And it's amazing when you're open to do that, the amount of conversations that, that are available then and the people that, that, that see that and respond to it because they, they see the authenticity behind it. Mm. And that's the cool thing. Yeah. You know, I think everything in life that's good is relational. Yeah. I mean, it really is. God made us to love him and God made us to love each other. And those are relationship things. So everything that Satan really works on is to get us away from relationships. Mm-hmm. And part of good relationships are starting conversations that are meaningful. 
not just about fantasy football, though you can talk about that and, and that kind of thing, but that are meaningful. And uh, see at the poll gives you an opportunity to begin a meaningful dialogue or at least see who you might be able to start one with. It allows you to identify people so you don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. These are very important parts of relationships. Our culture has really been suffering from a lack of of healthy relationships. If you look at marriage, you look at at, at just friendships, and and, there's a lack of really healthy relationships. How we start to repair that is very simple. We start to look at how God designed it, Mm -hmm. and he designed us to actually be a part of each other's lives. And then actually become a part of each other's lives. And you say, "Well, I am. I've got a, you know, I've got 500 friends on Facebook and that kind of thing." You know what? I think that Facebook and Twitter and those things are fine if you already have a relationship with somebody. Yeah. But they're not relationships. Yeah. You know. So, for example, if my daughters post something, whatever, I have a relationship with them. I look at them and talk to them. And if they post something, it is meaningful because I have a relationship with them already. Yeah. But it, there are many people that are on my Facebook or or whatever that I don't even know, and it's there's no relationship there. Uh, and, and so I would encourage our listeners, if, if you're very active in the media, good for you, I guess. But realize that without the real relationship that's attached to it, you don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's just um, tweeting something or it's like it's like talking to um, one of the newscasters on the night news. I mean, they they just come in and tell you things and you think I got a good relationship with this person. Yeah. No, you don't. I mean, you really don't. You, you can listen to them. You can see what they said. So I think if, if they were listening tonight at all, I think they need to understand and and respond to this very simple thing that we're relational people that need conversations and we need to open them up and talk to each other and that God wants to start it. He wants to start talking to you. So just talk to me. You can talk to him anywhere you are. And, Mm -hmm. And when you begin to talk to him, just be truthful. Get in that habit and then find somebody else who loves God that you can talk to. Have the conversation. You can't find somebody, hopenet360.com and go to the live coaches that are waiting. And, uh, and we encourage you to start the conversation. It doesn't matter where you're at, no matter where you're at in life, no matter if you are on the fence about faith, maybe you're not even totally in God's family, and you're wondering more about that. That's where the coaches come into. They can answer questions about who God is and answer more in depth, you know, why God loves you. They can point you to Scripture. They can point you to answers that you're looking for in life. And the reality is, is God hasn't made himself unknown to us. He hasn't put himself out in a span way far away that we cannot know him. We actually know about God because he's actually given us his word. He wants us to know him. And that's the reality is we have a relational God. We have a God who not only exists, but he is also very much a part of our lives. He's a part of our world. He'll use us. He'll create opportunities for us, just like you talked about, Jason, that give us a chance to reflect his glory and his goodness, because it all comes back to that. That's what he created us for, to have a relationship with him. And without that, we're not going to have meaning. We're not going to have purpose. We talked about this last week on the show, that when we, when we look at our life, when we look at what makes us passionate, what makes us, keeps us going, you know, what gives us that attitude of perseverance, it's having something that's stronger than this world. Anything in this world, if we look to it, it's going to disappoint us. So many of our young people decide to end their lives or to take that way out and to not go through with life because they feel like they don't have a purpose. They don't have a, a reason to go on. And I can tell you in my own life, that's the only reason I'm still here is because God has given me purpose. He's planted a hope in my life that's irrevocable. Those seeds don't go away. They grow and they multiply. So you can go out and you can give hope to somebody else because you have a living hope inside of you. And so that is the greatest message of all. If you want to learn more about a relationship with God, go and chat with the live coach right now at HopeNet360.com. We're going to catch up again next week. Remember, you can join us on the HopeNet Radio Tweet Back. Tweet. HNRTB is the hashtag. Just connect with us. We'll be on there for another hour 
hour after the show. Also, download this episode at iTunes. You can look for HopeNet Radio or just go to HopeNet360.com. It's there every single week. We upload the show right after the show is done here after it airs. And we're glad when you guys go and share that socially. Uh, you can also connect with us on Facebook. We're under HopeNet Radio, HopeNet360. And everything can be found at HopeNet360.com. So for all of us here on the show, I'm Jeff saying so long. We'll see you guys online and next week. We'll be right back.